Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio.
thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, mighty God. Hallelujah. You're awesome, God, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for your love, your mercy, Lord Jesus. And endure forever, Lord Jesus. Praise you, God. Praise you, Lord. Oh, glory to you, Jesus, and none to anybody else, Lord. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for your love and your mercy, God, that endure forever, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, God. Hallelujah, Lord. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, mighty God. Thank you, mighty Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, God. Mighty Lord, let your presence, let everyone listening, Lord, come under the blood of Yeshua, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jehoshaphat, the salvation the West. Lord Jesus, in Jesus, name Yeshua, name Jehoshaphat, name Oh, mighty Lord, mighty God, hallelujah, Jesus. Mighty Lord, in your name, cover every life, listen, every life that is going to join and listen tonight, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, cover them with your blood, Lord Jesus. Cover them, Lord, with your mighty blood, with your holy blood. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus, in Jesus' name, Jeshua, name, Jehoshua, name, Lord, help your people again tonight, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus, and minister, Lord, and be minister, Lord Jesus, Minister to their life, Lord Jesus, in Jesus' name. Yeshua, name Jehoshua, name mighty Lord. Oh, mighty God, in Jesus' name, we pray, O oh God. Pray in your name, Lord, that you will minister to your people, Lord Jesus. According to the need of your people, Lord, let your presence, let your anointing, let your fire reach the life, Lord, reach whenever they are, Lord Jesus. No matter the nature, no matter the distance, Lord Jesus. Mighty Lord, there's no distance for you, Lord. You created distance, Lord. You created time, Lord Jesus, and none to you, Lord. Mighty Lord, mighty God, touch everyone around the earth, everyone, whatever they are, Lord. Touch the heart and life in Jesus' name. Minister to the heart and life, mighty Jesus. Mighty Yeshua, mighty God, mighty Lord. In Jesus' name, Lord, minister to your people's life, Lord. According to the name, Lord Jesus. According to the need, Lord Jesus, we pray, we pray, we ask that your anointing, your presence, Lord, reach to us many life as possible, Lord. And we know you can reach to anyone, Lord Jesus, every single life, Lord. No matter the condition, Lord, touch them. Touch them tonight in Jesus' name, Lord. In the name of Jesus, administer, Lord, to their need, Lord. Their need, mighty Lord, mighty God, touch them, Lord Jesus. And minister to your people's name, mighty Lord, mighty God. In Jesus' name, Jeshua name, Jehoshua name, mighty Lord, almighty God. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, God. In Jesus' name, Jeshua name, Jehoshua name, O Lord, O God. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, God. Minister, Lord. Minister, Jesus. Minister, O God, in Jesus' name, O God. To the need of your people, Lord, whatever they're struggling with, Lord, help them, Jesus. Whatever your people are struggling with, Jesus, help them, Lord. Help them, Jesus. Help them, Jesus. Help them, God. Hallelujah. Help them, mighty Lord, mighty God, in Jesus' name. Yeshua's name. Jehoshua's name. Hallelujah. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. Oh, glory to you, Jesus. Oh, glory to you, oh, Lord, oh, God, in Jesus' name, Lord. Touch the heart, heal the heart, heal the mind, heal the soul, heal the spirit, heal your people emotionally, Lord, psychologically, mentally, Lord. 
Lord Jesus, physically, Lord, spiritually, Lord. Heal your people in Jesus' name, Jesus' name, Jehoshua name, oh God, hallelujah. Oh, Lord Jesus, minister, Lord, minister, Lord, to the need of your people, Lord. Oh, Lord Jesus, whatever they're going through, Lord, help them to go through, Lord. Help them to go through, Lord Jesus. Bring them to you, O Lord. Bring them to your presence, O God. In Jesus' name, Jesus' name, Jehoshua name, O Lord, O God. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, God. Oh, mighty Jesus, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, God. I thank you, Jesus. The glory to you, O Lord. Oh, I am praise to you, Lord Jesus, mighty God, mighty Lord. Minister, mighty Jesus, minister, mighty God, according to the need of your people, Lord. According to the need, Lord, in the heart, mind, body, soul, and spirit. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus, for everything you're doing among us, Jesus. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I hope everyone can hear me fine tonight, Lord Jesus, this marvelous, beautiful Saturday. I hope everyone can hear me fine. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. We've been working to make sure uh, we're, we're, we sound good on the air. Hallelujah. Working now with new equipment to make sure, praise your God, uh, we go on the air nice and clear every day. There is no problem. We are eliminating every problem. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for that. Hallelujah. We are working with uh, new equipment, making sure, hallelujah, we don't end up uh, uh, being cut off like we're getting cut off all the time. Uh, problem with the microphone and all that. We're, we're trying to eliminate that once and for all and just um, come on the air nice and clear. And, and thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Bring the word of the Lord without any problem. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Our God is so awesome. Our God is so good. The Lord is making it possible with his wisdom and his leading us always. Hallelujah. Teaching us. Hallelujah. How to do things. Hallelujah. Because he knows it all. We don't know it all. Hallelujah. And so we should be, come out, we should be coming out better now as the day comes ahead of us. Hallelujah. We're doing all this for the Lord and want to make sure his message comes out nice and clear. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, God. Thank you, Jesus. I was just waiting for more people to log in. I want to share a revelation of the Lord this morning that I know it will be a blessing to God's people. Thank you, Lord. The Lord Jesus is so good, and he loves us so much. Praise you, Lord. And he wants us to uh, keep, his, uh, keep our eyes on him. Keep our eyes on Jesus. Hallelujah. Keep our eyes on God. Hallelujah. Eyes and ears. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. For us to be in him and for him to be in us. That is communion. That is relationship. Thank you, Lord. And we are so grateful for Jesus. His love, his mercy that endure forever, brothers and sisters. Praise you, God. Hallelujah. And so, uh, thank you, Jesus. We are, hallelujah, making an effort to, to preach his gospel unto all creatures as he has commanded us to. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. And so, uh, we, we, are, we, are, we are being grateful to the Lord. And as I said to the brothers and sisters, we must continue to preach his gospel 
Thank you, Lord. We must continue to preach his gospel. Hallelujah. In time, in season, in out of season, just reach the lost, to reach those that need Christ, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Thank you, Jesus. There's so much soul out there that need Christ in their life that need to be changed by the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And we will continue to pray for more soul to be saved, for more to come to the Lord, and for more to be changed by the Lord. Because Jesus Christ is the only hope humanity has. He is the only way. He is the only truth. And he is the only life. Hallelujah. There is none outside him. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. In Luke 21, verse 7, the Bible said that the disciple asked him, Teacher, which they said in Hebrew, Rabbi, when will this happen? Notice that it has a question mark. So it is a question. When will this happen? Happen what? Thank you, Jesus. What will be the sign where all this will occur? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Joshua, Yeshua said, I love this translation of the Bible. Yeshua said, be careful that you are not deceived. Many will come using my name. They will say, I am he. And the time is near. Don't follow them. Look what Yeshua said. Don't follow them. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Men will always require you to follow them. Hallelujah. Whatever teaching they bring, they always require you to follow them. Hallelujah. But when they come in his name, saying, I am Christ, here I am, or there he is, Jesus said, don't follow them. Thank you, Jesus. Be careful. Verse 9. When you hear a word and a revolution, don't be terrified. These things must happen first. But the end will not come immediately. Thank you, Lord. I'm saying this slow because it is important for us to understand God's word. And we have been won by the greatest right that ever has set foot on this earth, our Lord Jesus Christ. He told us to be careful. He warned us. He taught us in his word. He revealed to us in his word that we might be, we might be deceived. And he said, be ye not deceived. Hallelujah. That, that will mean that there will be many trying to deceive us. Stand on God's word. And be careful. Luke 21, verse 10 said, Then Yeshua continued. And Yeshua continued. Hallelujah. Nation will fight against nations and kingdom. Against, hallelujah, kingdom. 
there will be terrible earthquakes. I'm sorry, terrible earthquakes, famine, and the seafood disease in various places, terrifying signs and miraculous signs will come from the sky. Thank you, Jesus. Miraculous signs will come from the skies of various earthquakes in various places. So these things will come before the coming of Christ. And so, uh, thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. We have to look forward to seeing an earthquake happening because Jesus told us they will be happening at the end time. And we know and believe by the word of God that we are at the end time. Thank you, Jesus. This morning, after waking up early, my son woke me up. Thank you, Lord. And praise you, God. The Lord had a plan with everything. And the Lord knows everything. Thank you, Jesus. And I tell you this, that as my little one Joshua woke me up, hallelujah, and I went and prepared him milk, hallelujah, and led him to his room. When I went back to bed, I needed, I needed to catch up on some sleep. And as I went back to sleep, the Lord took me out, out of my body, to show me the things that must come. But before the Lord, before I share what Jesus showed me, I want to say that I've been asking the Lord to confirm to me the things that are coming. Hallelujah! Is there soon? And we should be looking for them to happen soon. Hallelujah! And the Lord has spoken to me about a signs. He says, ask me for a signs. Ask me for a sign. And I remember I used to give the Lord many signs, and he would fulfill them to me. And the Lord says, ask me for a sign. Before these things happen, as a sign that they will happen. And then I started thinking, what sign would I give the Lord to fulfill for me? For me to know that these things are closed. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. And so I asked the Lord, as the Lord has promised me, that we will have a home and our property ready before the judgment comes. But the Lord started showing me that I will have my, my, my land and my home before the judgment comes. Praise the Lord. And then the judgment will come. Started seeing and, and the revelation of the Lord that I already have my land. With, I was talking to my wife that I wanted at least 30-acre land, my house with 30-acre land, so I can receive many, many people, and many could come, and we will not bother our neighbors. Praise the Lord. But we were waiting on the Lord because the Lord showed me he will fulfill this. Hallelujah. And I tell you that in the revelation of the Lord, this is exactly where we were, in our home with all these acres. And we had over three, between three and 5,000 people in my property from different states coming over. Hallelujah. And I was so surprised as I saw over 3,000 people in my property, 
they will, we will, we cannot fit in my house because my house is not so big for, for three to 5,000 people. And praise the Lord, there was a same remembrance as what the Lord showed me back in Massachusetts before he brought me to North Carolina, that whatever property, whatever building he would have me open for a church and, and for us to gather together, it will have to be large enough to set thousands of people. Thousands will gather with us for service. And this time the Lord is showing me that there was so much people, there was no room for, for everyone to sleep in. The living room was not big enough for, for everyone to fit in my property, in my house. Thank you, Lord. It was between 3,000 to 5,000 people, including the children and the women, with so much people from the south, from the north to the southeast to the west, where I am. And the Lord, as he showed me, he's going to bring them from everywhere for us to gather together. But it will be in harsh time. I know that a few uh, people are coming over here now and would like to have, uh, we're planning to gather with us for sure, but it's nothing compared to the amount of people that are going to come here. As the Lord has shown me, they're going to be in the thousands upon thousands of people coming here for us to gather together for service, for us to worship God together and, and and do Bible study, and it's going to be so much people that when the Lord showed me this back in Massachusetts, I said, Lord, I need you to send me people that will come and help me, Lord, in the ministry. I need leaders, Lord. Shalom there, Sandra. Lord, I need leaders. I need brothers and sisters that will come and help me in the ministry, Lord. Because these are too much people for me to do on my own, to work with everyone on my own. And the Lord showed me leaders. He says to me that he had heard my prayer and that he's going to send leaders from different states to come here and meet with us. And they will help me in his work with all these people that he's going to bring because this is God's doing. This is God's plan. This is what the Lord wants to do. He wants to prepare us, bring us together. There will be great feet in the land. At this time, the Lord is showing me one of the biggest earthquakes i ever seen. Hallelujah. This revelation the Lord has given our brother Efraim Rodriguez from Puerto Rico. It is so accurate, it is just so amazing. What the what brother Ephraim God has shown him about this meteor hidden near Puerto Rico that is going to create such a, a great tsunami. This morning, as the Lord is showing me this tsunami, in my understanding of our feet, it was about 600 feet tall, the wave of the water, as the Lord was showing it to me this morning. But one thing the Lord was showing me, that, the, that if he leaves the way 600 feet, right where I am, the tsunami will wipe it out. But the Lord showed me his hand 
a protection for us in this land that the tsunami cannot get to where we are. It will not get to where we are because the hand of Jesus, the hand of God, will be for our protection. And the Lord is not going to allow the tsunami to get get to where we are because he's going to protect us. As he told us, he reminded me that he will protect us. He's going to protect his people. It don't matter how large the tsunami will be, because it will be, and it is close. It is such a large wave of tsunami that it's going to bring so much destruction on Florida. Hallelujah. Miami will be wiped out. New Jersey and New York and Washington, D.C. and Maryland. Hallelujah. Part of Georgia. Part of Massachusetts and Connecticut. It's going to be underwater. Such a large tsunami will do such a large harm. Such It will bring such a large destruction. I knew that there will be many states of the United States that will suffer great from this tsunami, great, hallelujah, numbers of lives will perish by this large tsunami. People from every state have come my way because every single other state that this tsunami has hit Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. It's going to be greatly damaged. Praise you, Lord. The destruction will be alleged. Just as the Lord has spoken to his prophet Ephraim Rodriguez. And the Lord was showing this to me. And the fear had taken over people because of the great dead of people and the great destruction that had brought upon these states, people were in great fear. And I'm, I'm among close to 5,000 people preaching the word of peace, the word of trust, the word of tranquility, for people to trust the Lord, to keep their eyes on Jesus, that all Although all these people are dead now, our eyes must be on Jesus. We must trust the Lord. Among this great destruction, people's heart has been broken. Trust has been shaken. Faith has been shaken. And we point to the Lord. We point to the Prince of Peace peace with the Lord, and now, hallelujah, to give up, because many have heard them saying, what are we going to do now? But the Lord is going to provide for his people, hallelujah, great protection and great comforting of his spirit. The Holy Spirit is still here to comfort us through the great hard times that are coming. These are serious, serious, serious timing. The joke is on them now. God has the last word. 
and have wine people to prepare. Have wine people to seek him. Have wine people to come to him. Have given people his son and his spirit that they might come to him for help. And always God been there with his eyes and arms open. Heaven doors have been open for people to come to Jesus. But many have been marketing God, have been laughing at the things of God. Hallelujah. Praise to God. And God has the last saying in all this. He has the last saying. He said the first, the first word. He gave humanity the first warning. Whether they listen or not, that's the choice they made. And the choice they made comes of a great price. God have mercy. Thanks are moving forward. Jesus showed me the judgment will come. No more delay. It will come. And it's all in God's timing. All but it's coming. God has made up his mind. It's coming. It's coming. Although he's still giving people very little time to be ready, to get ready, to come to him. If people don't take the timing God has given them, they will be responsible for the result because the judgment will come. As God has said to his prophet over and over again, God has been giving them warnings and warnings. And it's up to the people to take the message serious, to take the message to heart. Hallelujah. To hearken to God's word and to leave God's prophet. The Holy Spirit has been there to confirm to them God's word. Even through vision and dream, he has confirmed them, spoken to them, and, and showed them that it's coming. But it's up to the people. To take it to heart. And the judgment is coming. A greater rabbi warn us. Hallelujah. In Luke 21. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. There will be earthquakes, famines, and dreadful diseases in various places, terrifying signs. And miraculous signs will come from the skies. God dwells in the heavens above, but from the, from the sky above, there will be terrible signs. Hallelujah. Terrifying signs, miraculous signs will come from the sky. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Like the, hallelujah. The meteor that God has shown above a frame. It will come, it will be fulfilled. It will come from the skies above. Many maybe will see them. The Lord already has shown some of his prophets, the media in the skies. And the Lord had even spoken through some of them that this media is going to hit his timing. That he has total control of this media, this stone, this rock. And it will hit where he said it would hit to his prophet, Ephraim, it would hit in his timing. But Jesus did told me before this revelation 
that the judgment is imminent. I was very surprised to hear from the Lord the word imminent because I've been very afraid to even say that word imminent until I heard it from Jesus himself when he used the word imminence. That's when I could say the word imminent clearly because something imminent, it is something that is welcome regardless of people's prayer. That's how I understand it. Hallelujah. It is imminent, the judgment. It is now time for the people of God to come close to the protector, to come close to the God and trust that he is going to bring us through this hard timing, this difficult timing that is ahead of us, and that he's going to protect us. He's going to keep us. He's going to comfort us. And he himself will be with us while all these things are, will be going on. For those that don't believe, they will see it with their own eyes. They will see the water of the tsunami with their own eyes. They will see the news on the television with their own eyes. And they will hear with their own ears. There will not be any more the word of the prophet. There will be not any more how, how God said the Lord, because they're going to see it on the television. They're going to see these things on the Internet, on their own computers, on their own television news channel. They're going to see what themselves, the judgment that we are speaking of tonight, and that God has been speaking through his prophet for more than two years now. It is about to be fulfilled. It is not no more for us to say that it will happen, but neither it will come, because it will come and it will happen, and it's about to become history. It's about to become the past. It will not be the future anymore, but it will be the past. There will be great Christ. There will be great suffering, and there will be great loss. But that's why our God in his mercy that endure forever have kept up one in us, one in the nation, one in the world of the things that he was about to do. Hallelujah. Praise God. And as Jesus has shown me for years, the many that are backsliding with this judgment that is coming, it is why he's going to use Specifically, tsunami coming through Florida will, will open the ears of the people in America of the millions backsliding to return back to their God. God wants these people to return back to Him. But as things have been going through now, as things have been happening, they are not listening. As the Word of God has been going out through media, radio, internet, and television, they are not listening to God. They've been ignoring God's prophet, questioning them, coming against them, and judging them. Well, God is faithful, and God has seen it all. And Jesus spoke to me one night and said, My son, I have given you that three signs video that you have put on YouTube. Exactly as I said in that video, 
I will fulfill my word. Because he said to me, it is my word. And I'm going to fulfill it. Exactly as it said in, says in that video. Thank you, Lord. And I will bring many to you, as I said to you before. And after they see this happen, they will believe after they see it happen. Because I will make sure it happens, as I said in that video, the three signs video. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. And as the Lord has said through his, through his prophet Amos 3, 7, surely the Lord God will do nothing, but he revealed his secret to his servants, the prophet. He has been revealing these things to his prophet, as it said through his prophet Amos. Praise you, Lord. His word will come to pass, as he said. His word will be fulfilled. Thank you, Jesus. And the judgment that he has spoken of will be fulfilled, as he has said. Many are taking God's, hallelujah, mercy, long-suffering and mercy, as God, it's like that God has not spoken. They have said because God has been having so much mercy, they're taking God's word through his prophet for granted. But God it's going to fulfill the word he has spoken to his prophet. Not just because God doesn't want his prophet to go to trials and testing and accusation as some went through it. But it's because God is not a man that he will lie. God is not a man that he will lie. He will fulfill his word. He will accomplish what he says. Thank you, Jesus. He will truly accomplish what he says. Thank you, Lord. And he has said through us, his prophet, but he's going to fulfill his word. Thank you, Jesus. And it will come to pass. And it's approaching, the judgment is approaching on a day and an hour that no one knows. It is close, as he has said to his prophet. Hallelujah. And a day and an hour that no one knows. God is going to fulfill what he has been saying through his prophet. The judgment will come to pass, and God will have a last saying. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. God is good. God is awesome. And his mercy endures forever. Thank you, Jesus, for your presence and anointing, oh God, oh Lord. We thank you for your anointing and presence, Lord Jesus. Let everyone listen and come under the blood of Jesus, the blood of Yeshua, and be ministered by the Lord in a special way. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. After the Lord showed these things to me, later on, afterward, afterward, I went into prayer, and I was, hallelujah, asking the Lord of the things he has shown me. Hallelujah. And he said it was the same judgment he has shown me back in Massachusetts, this judgment he has shown me that it's the same judgment that is about to be fulfilled. But I was so surprised to see a 600 foot wave coming to the United States. Hallelujah. And as the water began to enter the land, it was terrifying for many people in the United States. They were shaking. Hallelujah. And many will lose their life. And it will happen so sudden. It will happen so sudden. 
It will happen right when they're not expecting this. The worry is too big. The tsunami heading this way, when that media hit, is too great. God have mercy on the people of Florida. Three to four weeks ago, when I visited Florida, the Lord came over me, his presence, and he started talking to me with an audible voice. And he says, the cloud that is coming there in Florida, that a, that a brother had taken a picture with his cell phone three weeks before I went to Florida. He said, Brother Alvi, what does this cloud over Florida mean? And I said, well, we will have to pray about it. I don't know. And when I visited Florida, I saw the same cloud still there. And I said, Lord, what does this cloud mean? Thank you, Jesus. What does this cloud mean, Lord? What does it mean for this um, cloud to be over Florida? Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Praise you, Jesus. And as he showed me the cloud, and I saw the cloud, praise you, Lord. I was so surprised that the voice of the Lord came over me, and Jesus said to me that he was, Hallelujah, cloud, because he was warning people, hallelujah, about the judgment to come, hallelujah, praise you, Lord, and that the cloud, yes, meant a warning over Florida of the judgment to come, and that Jesus told me that it was him himself giving this warning through this cloud, thank you, Jesus to the people of Florida to repent, for them to come to him, that it was him speaking to them, for them to repent before it's too late. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I'm sorry if I had to add anything, Lord Jesus. Mighty Lord, please continue to speak to your people in Florida, Lord. In a run out of state, Lord Jesus, New York, New Jersey, Washington, Maryland, Lord. Please speak to them, Lord, to be in repentance, Lord Jesus, seeking your God. In Jesus' name, Lord, work in their lives here well, Lord Jesus. Praise you, God. I was stunned when the Lord spoke to me this way. Praise you, Lord. He told me, it is I speaking to them, he says to me. It is I speaking to them through this cloud that they will come to me, he says. Praise you, Lord. He don't want anyone to perish. He don't want anyone to perish. He wants them to have eternal life. He wants them to come to heaven. He don't want no more soul going to hell. Jesus worked day and night for the Father and the Holy Spirit so most soul come to heaven. Hallelujah. Because many perish. Hell keeps standing herself because more people keep going to hell. Every single minute, people are going to hell. Great multitude of you lost in the earth, heading to hell. And God can see these things going on. And so Jesus said, no one comes to me unless the Father brings them. The Father is evangelizing the world. So God lost the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. God lost the world. 
He's giving his son for the world. He's evangelizing the world. Father himself is evangelizing the world for them to come to him. Come to his son. Come and have life. You have it abundantly under the blood. When you receive Jesus, you receive life. When you repent your sin in the blood of Jesus cleanses you, then you have abundant life because life is in the blood. The life of Jesus is in his blood. And when you repent and his blood cleanses you, there goes the abundant life of Christ over you. Thank you, Jesus. There's abundant life in the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. He came that we may have life, salvation, and that we will have it abundant in his blood. He wants to, hallelujah, he wants to put his blood on the sinner when they repent. He wants his blood to cover them. He wants them not only to have life, salvation, but to have abundant life, his blood cleansing them. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. He loves us so much. He wants his blood to be over us. He wants to give us abundant, abundant life. Abundant life. Life is in the blood. Abundant life. The blood of Jesus is in his blood. The life of Jesus. When we are cleansed with his blood, we are given it. Hallelujah. Abundant life. The, blood, the life of Jesus. Hallelujah. He don't want anyone to perish. He don't want anyone to perish, brothers and sisters. He wants people to receive that abundant life. But it's in his blood. That abundant life is in his blood, in the blood of Jesus, the blood of Yeshua, the blood of Jehoshua. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for your blood. I thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. He wants to give you life. He wants to give it to you abundantly. That's why God wants us to come to his son. He has abundant life available. He has a fountain of abundant life. Thank you, Jesus. Not only that, he also has a fountain of oil. The oil that we need in our life as a bride of Christ for us to shine. The oil that will keep our land going. But also he has abundant oil, the extra oil that you and I need for his coming. We need oil in our land. We need our land to be full of oil. Plus, we need the extra oil because the midnight hour hallelujah, gets darker. And so we need to have an extra oil. And that extra oil, that fountain of oil is Jesus Christ. That fountain of oil is Jesus Christ. He wants to fill our life. Hallelujah. With that extra oil in these last papers insisted. He's coming and coming soon. He don't want anyone to perish. He don't want anyone to be left behind. He loves us so much. He is reaching out for more soul to be saved. He's reaching out to bring more people to the kingdom. Oh, he's reaching out to bring more people to his kingdom. That more will come to him and escape the judgment to come. Thank you, Jesus. Those millions of people that are in the way of the great tsunami in Florida, in Miami, in Orlando. My goodness. Those people are in harm's way right now. Hallelujah. You go, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Millions of people, hallelujah, in Florida, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah, about to lose their life, hallelujah. And you think the Lord doesn't know that? He knows that. Jesus knows that, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. He knows there are millions of people in Florida about to lose their life. So what he's doing? 
there himself working to bring them close to him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. We thank you, Jesus. Um, according to the information I'm reading now, further quick facts from the U.S. Census Bureau, hallelujah, in 2014, the population estimated to be 19 million, 19 million, 893, 297. That's the estimation of the population in Florida, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. That is a, it's a lot. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. That is a lot of people. Those 19 million people, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. 19 million people are in harm way right now. 19 million people. I saw the wave this morning, 600 feet. That's what that media, that Ephraim Rodriguez has been talking about, that it's going to hit the United, it's going to hit close to Puerto Rico and create such a, a, a large wave of water up to 600 feet. It's what Jesus had shown me this morning, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. And 19 million people, I'm sorry, almost 20 million people are in harm way of 600 feet of water from this tsunami that Orlando will not be standing. No building in Orlando will be standing. No building in Miami will be standing when this water go over Florida. 19 million people's lives are at stake right now. They don't, they don't realize that. They don't realize that 19 Close to 20 million people, life, innocent life, I will say, if they don't know Christ. Hallelujah. But if they know Christ, they have made their own choices. Praise the Lord. Because the Lord has been speaking to people in Florida and around the east coast of the United States to different prophets, to different messengers. That the East Coast tsunami is closer than ever, and that as soon it will be history, it will be a reality. And we need to pray. I want to ask people from any different, any other state, and from different part of the world, that Jesus Christ, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, will keep reaching now. To the people in Florida that are about to lose their life. But not only people in Florida, of the United States, that is New Jersey, New York, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Washington, Maryland, and other states are in great harm of this tsunami. Because if Boston, downtown Boston, Northeast, will be underwater. And one of, my, one of the pastors who's in heaven, John, my brother John, catch, not catch him. Praise your God. John, my brother John, who's in heaven, Pastor John, who's in heaven, told me of this great revelation of Christ to him that he saw 100 feet away enter downtown Boston. Okay? And I believe it was Peabody. That that hundred feet way entered, and he saw it covering the house, the buildings. Hallelujah! And great lives are going to be lost. 
is by the time the tsunami gets to Boston, it's still 100 feet away. Imagine when it hit New Jersey, which is way before, and it hit New York, and it hit Washington, Maryland, hallelujah, Georgia, great population in Georgia, brothers and sisters. Great life in the east coast of the United States is about to be lost, brothers and sisters. And so how, so how scientists and the government are aware that this event can, can happen any minute, and they are preparing for the rest of the population. We have God, the Almighty, revealing these things to us, showing these things to us very clear, that they are about to unfold, they're about to happen, they're about to occur, and we are warning people day and night. Our message has been going through day and night. My message has been asked in 2010, brothers and sisters, on, on YouTube. If you look back, how long ago the Lord had me, hallelujah, spoken these words from him, his message, this warning has gone back all the way to 2010. Many have mocked me, laughed at me, and said so many things. Many have called me full prophet and judged me and said all kinds of things about me and my ministry. Panamara has stopped me from speaking the word of the Lord. Now, mother, out of criticism, out of the things people have said against me, has stopped me from coming forward with God's word to say it to his people, to warn people. Because when millions of life are lost, people are going to look back, and, and Jesus told me, they're going to call you a true prophet when these things come to pass, the Lord says. They're going to believe that these words were spoken from the Lord. That's what Jesus told me. Jesus himself told me this. Praise the Lord. We are going to look back and say, everything Brother Elvis said, everything he said came to pass. Hallelujah. His ministry is of God. And many will come this way, Jesus told me. But going to lead thousands of people to where I am, in, in, into Asheville, North Carolina. Asheville, North Carolina. We're going to lead thousands of people here. Yes, the Lord told me that. Jesus told me that himself. Hallelujah. It's because when they, hallelujah, when they see, hallelujah, the word of God fulfilled, 100%, the three signs video coming to pass, 100% accurate. And they see it come to pass. And they will see millions of lives destroyed by the tsunami. And many thousands more millions of lives lost by the earthquakes. We're going to say, God did reveal those things to you. God did really did say those things to you, Brother Elvie. And you were just warning people. Many will say, I'm sorry. Praise to God. Oh, glory to Jesus. Oh, glory goes to Jesus. Persecution has to come, brothers and sisters. We must be persecuted. And I understand it. I said this to Jesus when he sent me to go speak his message, that I will be persecuted. There will be many coming against me. I said this to Jesus, and Jesus said, I, I have chosen you for this, he said. I have chosen you for this. So he had chosen me to be persecuted for his name's sake. And I have said amen. 
I said, okay, Lord, I'll go ahead and I'll speak your message, Lord. I will go ahead and speak your word, Lord. Hallelujah. When I told him I will be persecuted, people will come against me and laugh at me and do and say all kinds of things. He said, yes, but I have chosen you, he says. Praise you, God. So we've been chosen for persecution. The disciples were chosen for persecution. Jesus told them, if they persecute me, no, they will persecute you also. They will persecute you also. So beforehand, Jesus warned his disciples the persecution, because they have persecuted Jesus, the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. They will also, hallelujah, persecute them too. So we've been told, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Praise your God. He told them, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. Praise your God. Praise your Jesus, hallelujah. Persecution must come, Jesus said. Thank you, Lord. I'm just going into the word now, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. God is so awesome. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God is so awesome. He warned us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Paul says to the Romans, 835, what will separate us from the love of Christ has, has for us came trouble, distress, persecution, hunger, nakedness, danger, or violent death separate us from his love. What will separate us from the love of God, from the love of Christ? Thank you, Jesus. Nothing well if we love the Lord, if we are in love with Jesus. We need to understand that we will be persecuted. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. He says to the Corinthians, Therefore, I accept weakness, mistreatment, hardship, persecution, difficulties, suffer for Christ. It is clear when we are weak, he, I am strong. Thank you, Jesus. So we've been warned of persecution to come from our rabbi Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And Rabbi Paul, too. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. He told us that we will be persecuted, brothers and sisters. That persecution must come to us, the bride of Christ. That we will be persecuted in the last days. And so it's not for us to be surprised. But it is for us, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, to know. Thank you, Lord, hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus, hallelujah. That we will be persecuted for his name. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, Mark 10:30. For uh, by he shall receive a hundred for now and this in this time, house and, and brothers and sisters and mother and children and land with persecution and the world to come eternal life. So after we are persecuted for Christ and we go through everything that we're going to go through, we will receive eternal life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In the world to come, eternal life. That's where we're heading to the millennium. Eternal life with Christ, brothers and sisters. But we must be persecuted. We must go to persecution. That's why we should not be surprised. We should not be afraid. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Because uh, Jesus told us we will go. Hallelujah. The disciples in Acts 13, 50, 50, but the Jews stood up, hallelujah, devoured, and honorable women, and the chief men of the city raised persecution against Paul, Barnabas, and stole them out of their borders. They were kicked out of, this, out of, out of these men's city, these Jewish city, 
They persecuted them. They drove them out. They were not welcome. Brothers and sisters, among the Jews. Hallelujah. Because what? They preached the gospel of Christ. They preached the message of Christ. And the things to come. Praise the Lord. And the word of the Lord cannot find place in them. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise your God. Thank you, Jesus. Look what Paul says to the Galatians. 5, uh, 5.11. I am brother, if ye preach uh, circumcision, why then do I yet suffer persecution? And will, will the offense of the cross cease? Thank you, Lord. Paul was suffering persecution for preaching the cross unto them. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. They prefer Moses to be preached unto them. But Moses gave them the law. Hallelujah. But Jesus gave them grace, salvation through him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. So Second Thessalonians 1, 4, so that we ourselves glory in you and the churches of God for your patience and faith and all persecution and tribulation that you endure. These brothers are... are uh, Thessalonians, bro, they endured persecution, suffering, and they were not complaining about it. And so we, so us should not be complaining when we go through persecution and all that. Thank you, Jesus, because you know what? Uh, persecuted our master, Jesus Christ, and they crucified him. What do you think they're going to do to you and I, brothers and sisters? They're going to persecute us. They're going to come against us. Hallelujah. Look what Paul says to Timothy. Second Timothy 3.11, persecution, affliction, we came unto me in Antioch, 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 at the Ocanians of Lystria. What persecution I endured, but out of them all, the Lord delivered me. He says to Timothy, as an example, young man. Timothy was a young man. He needed to hear these words of encouragement from the great apostle Paul. Thank you, Jesus, the great man of God, Paul. And, and, and Rabbi Paul gave him the message, gave him the word, look. I went through all these persecution. I endured these things. But, but the Lord delivered me. Hallelujah. The Lord is going to deliver us from all these things, brothers and sisters, that we must go through. Thank you, Jesus. These persecution that we must go through. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And we know that judgment is coming because the Lord has shown us, has said to us, it will come. Hallelujah. Second, Second Timothy 3.12. Yea, and all who will live, hallelujah, yea, all who will live godly life in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. A lot of Christians cannot suffer persecution. They'll start crying, they'll break, they'll break under persecution. I cannot do this no more, I cannot do this no more. What? We, we went wild. We went filled with the Holy Spirit to endure persecution. Our spirit, the spirit that is in us, is wired, is prepared, has been sent to us, ready to be in the, in the, with us in the midst of persecution. Not even the world we're going to speak, Jesus said, not to worry what we will say, but we will be in the middle of persecution. Look what he said to his disciples. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. When he told them that they will be hanged over to them to be put in the prison, they were going in front of the kingdom governance for my name. Hallelujah. It will be your opportunity to testify to them. Look what persecution, the persecution 
Amanda, Amanda, give us the opportunity to testify of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. This persecution people have against me and my ministry gives me the opportunity to testify of Jesus. Hallelujah. So, uh, so make up your mind, says the Lord, in this translation, not to worry before him. How you will defend yourself. I will give you words and wisdom that none of your enemies will be able to oppose, hallelujah, or, re- or prove wrong. The word Jesus has given us in these last days, hallelujah, they're having a tough time proving us wrong. Whoever's coming against this ministry, coming against us, coming against my life, is having a tough time proving me wrong. They can say anything they want to say, but they're really having a tough, tough time proving me wrong. Because they're going to see for their own eyes everything the Lord had me said and put on those videos. They're going, it's going to unfold, and they're going to see. When they see for their own eyes, thousands will run your way. I will bring, I will bring thousands to you. Hallelujah. Because they will know it's true. They will know it's God's message. So the Lord told me not to fear, not to be afraid, not to worry. He told me not to worry, to be in peace. Hallelujah. Not to be concerned of what they say, what they do, but to trust him because he's going to make sure they come to pass. He's going to fulfill each and one of those signs he has given me that are in those videos on YouTube. So he told me not to worry. He told me, it is my word. It is my message. I'm going to fulfill those words. Thank you, Jesus. So persecution must come, brothers and sisters. We must understand that we must be persecuted. For every single message we're given from the Lord, hallelujah, in these last days. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. And we don't need to worry about what to say. We just got to pray, Lord, give me the word. Lord, give me the word. Give me what you want me to say to your people. And this morning when the Lord showed me that great tsunami that is going to come through Florida, I looked upset. I knew by the knowledge of the Lord that the, the, the high the haze of the water was 600 feet. It was a height of 600 feet. Pastor John saw that when it hit Boston, Massachusetts, the water was still 100 feet. So 500 feet, by the time it gets to New York, to Massachusetts, the water is going to come down 500 feet. When it gets to New York City, I believe I saw two to 300 feet away still hitting New York City. In hitting New York, you know what? Two or three hundred feet water, wave of water. How far when it hit New Jersey, the coast of New Jersey, in New York? Hallelujah! Some people have seen the statue of Liberty come down when the water hits it. Hallelujah! When two or three hundred uh, feet of water hits the statue of Liberty, the Lord has shown them in dream for years now, seeing the statue of Liberty coming down. Okay, that statue of liberty given by friends of the United States. People have seen that statue come down, but they trust it's going to come down. That idol that they have trust and worship for so many years, it's going to come down. The statue of liberty is going to come down. And people have seen this in dreams, brothers and sisters. The statue of liberty coming, of liberty coming down. Hallelujah. The statue of liberty measured 305 feet. Amen for that. Hallelujah, from the ground. So when that 300 feet water hits it, it will have no problem bringing it down. 
Hallelujah. If God wants it down, he's going to bring it down, brothers and sisters. It's what some people have seen in their dream. And, you know, this is not something the Lord told me. Hallelujah. But they have seen in the dream the statue of livery come down when the, when the tsunami hit it. The only thing I have seen, I, I did not see the statue of livery come down by the tsunami, but I just seen the water coming deep into New Jersey and coming deep into New York by 42nd Street. I have walked 42nd, 43rd Street in Manhattan, New York City. And when I walk in the spirit there, the way in my measurement, I can say with over 100 feet away of water had come by 33rd Street. Over 100 foot wave had come in. Hallelujah. And, and, and if you were uh, in the Inspire State Building to the top, the water will hit you if you were standing at the, at the very top of the, of the Inspire State Building in New York City, Manhattan. If you were there in downtown, uh, standing on the top of the Inspire State Building, hallelujah, with a close to the weather, twin tower building came down, the water would would wash you away, would have taken you away. That how strong, that how much strong, two, three hundred way of water, it's going to hit New York. It's going to hit New York. It don't necessarily mean that the buildings are going to come down. But when I saw it in, one, in, one, in another dream the Lord showed me, you could not see the top of the Inspire State Building, brothers and sisters. When I saw the water coming to New York, downtown New York, Manhattan, 42nd, 43rd, by 42nd and 43rd Street, um, the, the water, the two, three hundred way water, were covering all those buildings completely. Completely. I looked for New York City. Okay, uh, Union City, New Jersey. Union City, New Jersey, to be more specific. And when I look from that uh, Union City, New Jersey, you can see all New York. And when the water was covering uh, Manhattan, Manhattan, I tell you that you could see no building because the water was just covering everything. The water will be way up in, in, in the Hudson River, uh, Brooklyn, uh, most most. Most Brooklyn will be underwater, brothers and sisters. Uh, it, it, it's going to be a, a great devastation. Uh, I also, the Lord also took me to New York when the water already comes down, okay, and, and the water was down already. And you can see the seaweed from the sea. The seaweed was still on top of the buildings. You can, uh, 80 feet, 90 feet. 60 feet, you can still see the seaweed from the water as the tsunami was covering New York City. The seaweed was on top of those buildings still, brothers and sisters, that the water brought from the sea. And many lives in New York were lost. By this time, when the Lord showed me in New York, they could not count how much people have lost their life because of the tsunami. The authority could not tell you yet. Because they were still taking bodies out of the buildings, out of the homes, out of the house. And the quantity, I believe right now, in New York City, I'm not sure, but I believe it is around 12 million people. Hallelujah. Right now, thank you, Jesus, just in New York alone. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 
Praise you, God. And so uh, it's, it's going to the authority when they go out to, 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 uh, to count how many people. Uh, I, I, right now, I'm reading that. Um, thank you, Jesus. In 2000, oh, not in a specific year, but in 2014, the population is estimated. I'm sorry, I said 12 million. It's 8 million. 491,000, hallelujah, in 79. It's a population of July 2014. So it's not even 10 million. It's not even 10 million. I apologize to say 12. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. This, this is New York right there. New Jersey, hallelujah. New Jersey, uh, hallelujah. It's, uh, I'll tell you right now. Thank you, Jesus. The population in New Jersey, thank you, Lord, in 2000, hallelujah, mm. thank you, Jesus, hallelujah, praise you, God, thank you, Lord, God is so awesome, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah, praise you, Lord, I, this, this can be wrong, hallelujah, I'm just, I'm the estimation, it's an estimation, thought it was more for, for New York, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. If someone can find that information, to be accurate out of Wikipedia. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Because I'm not getting an exact amount of the amount of people um, in, in New Jersey. New Jersey. Hallelujah. Not, not getting an accurate amount. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Uh, Brother Jevon says uh, 8 million in New Jersey. Hallelujah, 8 million people. So the one in New York may not be accurate then because there's got to be more. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. New York's, uh, hallelujah, is the, is the, will be, hallelujah, more accurate. Hallelujah. I know the whole state, the entire state will not be covered. It, I st I'm still getting 8 million, so I don't think it's 8 million in New Jersey. Because it is a less, less million in New Jersey. Less million in New Jersey of people in New York. There's more in New York. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And so uh, if we have uh, close to 9 million in New York and 8 million in New Jersey, uh, we're talking about uh, 17, 17, 16 million altogether. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Or oh, 19.9 uh, million residents between the two. Praise you, God, in New York, 19. Praise you, Lord. So an estimate, you've got to estimate close to 20 million people's lives when this two to 300 wave of water hit New York. What I saw this morning that Jesus showed me, close to 600 feet of water, 600, okay, 600 feet of water, hallelujah, coming, thank you, Jesus, into the United States. And that, hallelujah, it's going to come through Florida, through Florida, brothers and sisters. Florida is the entrance, hallelujah, of this tsunami, hallelujah, that Jesus showed me, hallelujah, hallelujah, to the United States. And, and I knew that if the Lord would allow the 600 feet of water to hit North Carolina, hallelujah, the Lord let me, let me know that. Uh, although there will be 600 feet of water coming in, 
to where I am in Asheville, North Carolina, uh, it's almost over 2,000 feet high. So the water is not going to hit Asheville, where I am. We're, we're 2,000 feet from the sea. So the water is, is only 600 feet. But Florida, Orlando, Miami, all those buildings will be wiped out by the tsunami. And by the time it gets to New York, it's almost 300 feet. And by the time it gets to Boston, Massachusetts, it's 100 feet way of water that is going to hit downtown Boston. Peabody and many other cities will be underwater. When they count the dead toll from Florida to Massachusetts, they will be, it's going to be in the millions. I don't have an exact number, but it's going to be in the millions of lives lost. This is why we need to pray. When I saw it, I trembled in the revelation of the Lord this morning. And the Lord let me know, my son, I'm under control. I'm, I'm in control of this. The Lord let me know. In the revelation of the Lord, I'm in control of this. And it's, I, I will make sure it will not get to where you are. You and, the, and my people there are going to be protected by me. You don't need to fear. The Lord let me know. You don't need to fear. Because it's not going to get to where you are. You're going to be protected. Afterward, and the and the aftermath of this 600 feet wave of water that is going to come into the United States, which is soon to come, the Lord showed me. The Lord showed me thousands of people coming this way. It was from three to five thousand people coming to where I was. Thank you, Jesus. People were afraid. People were confused, shaken. How much more can how much more can I describe it? Fear was upon people, and they knew this was God, and it was they knew that is what God has said through us, what God has said to Efrain Rodriguez, what God has said to myself, what God has said to His His prophet, uh, Sister Evelyn, prophet that I pray here. God just gave him a word today that the economy is going to fall. Back in January of this year, if you've been listening to the Lord's Hour, I have said what Jesus said to me. Jesus said to me, the economy is going to fall this year, Jesus said to me. And I was afraid to come on the Lord's Hour and say it. And I came forward and I said, the Lord told me the economy is going to fall. It's gonna, I should have not given a time, okay? I should have not given a time. But we also know that we are in the Shemitah year. Shemitah year, so far, every seven years, we have seen judgment of God when the people don't repent. We have seen great judgment every seven years. If we go back, we are in 2015, we go back to 2008, we see the falling of the economy. And if we go back to Seven years before that, we see 9-11 come to pass. Every seven years, we have seen judgment upon America. We have seen the judgment of God come upon this nation. And now, in 2000, according to the Shemitah year, this is another Shemitah supposed to happen this year. When the Lord gave me those words to speak, I did not know about the Shemitah year. Not even heard about it. And I tell you something. After the Lord gave me this word, and I heard about the Shemitah, I said, oh, wow. 
Oh, wow. This, this is incredible. This is incredible. They are going to be fulfilled. And when I went and, and I, put, I went on YouTube to get the latest prophecy from some of my brothers and sisters, and I heard Sister Evelyn talking about what God says to her to her, the economy, and, and she is, she's been a prophet for many years in Windsor Prophecy, too. God started giving her word for America, too. And they've been a prophet for many years. Most of the prophecy have come to pass. People have followed them for many years and seen what they've been prophesying and how they've been fulfilled. And so the judgment of God has been spoken, confirmed through his prophet, that they are going to come. And Jesus showed me this morning, my goodness, there was great fear in the land. I knew that no state, I could not point to one state that was secure, brothers and sisters. Everyone from different states was shaking, afraid, running. People were running to where, where they thought they would be secure. Uh, people are not going to know. Once the tsunami hit, people are not going to know where to run. After they see the destruction and the death, people are not going to know. Please, Sister Maria, don't point to our date. I, I, someone was giving me a date early, and I said, no, please. That's going to confuse people. Please don't give no dates. Please. A lot of people are saying September. Please don't give no date. Please, because that's going to confuse people. Because if it's not September, it could be November. Thank you, Jesus. And so please uh, know that it's soon, it's close. I asked the Lord for a sign for this to come, and he gave me a sign, and he's going to fulfill the sign before it comes. When my sign is fulfilled, when, when Jesus fulfilled this sign, the sign this year, I'm going to tell you. I already told you the sign. The sign, I'm going to have my house and the land that Jesus promised me. Hallelujah, this year. And when I have the land, when I have the title of the house and the land, I will let you know. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Remember that the Shemitah year uh, goes even since 2016. If you, if you, you want to go back and look at Jonathan Cohen, the prophet, and see that the Shemitah is between 2015 and 2016. For people to say in November, in September, I'm sorry, that really can confuse a lot of people because it goes from, from 2015 to, the, to somewhere, I don't, I, don't think, I don't know if it's April or 2016. That's where the Shemitah, uh, the Shemitah year happens. So uh, remember that uh, rabbis follow the, the Jewish calendar, not our calendar. And this is what gets a lot of people confused because it goes from 2015 to 2016. Praise the Lord. And the, Hebrew New, and the Jewish people New Year, uh, uh, I think it starts in September. I'm not sure. I will have to look for the calendar. But just to let you know, Hallelujah, that it's in, it's, it, it, it will be in the, in the Jewish New Year, the Jewish New Year. And if it starts in September, it can happen in any month of the New Year. So for people to say September, it's not accurate exactly. Because it can may begin in September, but it can happen any day after that. Prophet Ephraim, I don't know how many of you have seen the latest email of Prophet Ephraim. He is calling people, convoking, calling people in September to prayer. He's calling people to prayer in September. He sent me the information 
uh, I, I'm in his email list, list, and he sent me uh, uh, all the latest words that he has given they are sent to me. Let me see if I have his email. It was sent to me yesterday or the day before from Prophet Israel Ministry. Uh, I'm in his email list, and I just received from, from them uh, one of the latest uh, email, uh, and he is calling everyone for the for this 2015 uh, a, a convocation, a meeting of everyone that will come with him and pray, 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 pray for the judgment to come. It is a fasting and prayer, I believe it is, that they are going to have in the month of September. Amen. And you will be wise also to really uh, join them in prayer. We can join them in prayer. We have a prayer Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Now, Monday is without food and without water. And on Wednesday and Friday, you can have water, brothers and sisters. You can join us in, the, in our prayer and fasting. And we can also join our brother Ephraim. The Lord has confirmed to me that he is his prophet, his messenger. And we can join him in the month of September in fasting and prayer. We, we will have a, a day. I will have a day, I will look up the day in September when they are going to be fasting and praying so we can also join them here and, and we fast and pray with them, brothers and sisters. It, it is a serious matter, this judgment. Jesus showed me it's close, it's imminent. He told me it's imminent. He reminded me of what he said to me, that it's imminent. Praise God, and it's going to come. And as he told his prophet, it is coming. You know, it's a thing because uh, Sister Evelyn, when he's talking about the, the, the falling of the economy, uh, the Lord was very serious when he said it to her. And, and, and he has said it to uh, some of his other prophets. This is very serious. It is a serious matter. A lot of people are not taking it serious. But this, this upcoming judgment is very serious. This falling of the economy, the Lord is very serious. Remember that it's Jesus Christ. Uh, keeping the, the stock market and everything else, of course, running. But specifically, he showed me that he is the one putting money in the stock market. Obama and them are trying to destroy the stock market. Obama and his friends have been trying to bring the U.S. economy down. But the Lord Jesus Christ, it is the one keeping the economy going. And the Lord let me know he's doing this for his church, his people that are still on earth. Hallelujah. But when he takes his bride out of the earth, he is going to take his hand and it's going to fall. And the Lord is warning us that he is about to take his hand from the stock market and it's going to fall. We're seeing that the Dow Jones uh, dropped to 500 points, dropped 500 points this week. And there's been great fear in the stock market for the investors. So, brothers and sisters, things are going to unfold very quick. I don't pay much attention to the news because I know that when Jesus takes his thing out of the stock market, it is going to fall completely, and there's nothing they're going to do because the U.S. government is not helping the stock market. They're making believe the Fed that they are helping. They're not helping. Only Jesus Christ. Remember what the Word of God says about the devil, the thief. He came to kill, steal, and destroy. But what did Jesus say afterwards? He said, but I came that ye may have life 
and have it abundantly. And that abundant life only comes under his blood when you repent. Because life is in the blood. The life of Jesus is in his blood. And when you repent and the blood cleanses you, the life of Jesus is in the blood. And the more it cleanses you, the more abundant life you receive. The abundant life of Christ is in his blood when we repent, brothers and sisters. If you are not repenting, you are not receiving abundant life in your life. You are saved by grace. Hallelujah. But the blood of Jesus gives you abundant life when you are in repentance. And Jesus told me, tell my people to continue to repent daily, Jesus said to me. Tell them that. Continue to tell them that, he says to me. Last week, yes, Lord, yes. Of course, he's my master, he's my Lord, he's my God. Of course, I will continue to tell people to repent daily. Repentance must be in the top of your agenda. I don't know what your agenda looks like. But repenting must be at the top of your agenda, of your plan, of your daily life. I don't know what you do in your daily life, but repenting must be at the top of everything else. Right now, judgment is imminent, it's close, it will come to pass, brothers and sisters. The Lord is speaking to us about the judgment, the imminent judgment. Hallelujah. And we must be prepared. Hallelujah. Under the covering, hallelujah, under the covering of the wind of the almighty God, Jehovah God. Hallelujah. We must be under his covering. We must be under his protection. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. He that dwell in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. The Almighty wants to cover us, brothers and sisters, in this last day. We must have the covering of Jehovah, mighty Jehovah. It is very important that the Almighty cover us. Hallelujah. David said, I will say to the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In him will I trust. Learn to trust in the Lord. No matter what's coming, no matter what you already see happening, no matter what the media will say, because it will be great fear coming out of the media. Hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah. Trust in the Lord. Verse 3. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fire and from the noisome pestilence, says the word of God, telling coming out of the judgment. But the Lord promised he will protect you. He will have you under his wind. Hallelujah. The Almighty, the Eternal One, will have you. Hallelujah. Under his wind. He shall cover thee with his feather. Under his wind shall thou trust. His trust shall be thy shield and thy bunker. The Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You want to be under a bunker, protected. Be under the bunker of, of the Almighty. Let the Almighty be your bunkler, your protection, your shield. Let him protect you. Let him cover you under his wind. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. And once you are covered under his wind, thou shalt not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that fly by day. No matter what the enemy throws against you, you will be protected. Nor of the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor of the destruction that lay awake of the noonday. Of the noonday. People will see destruction and they will be our protector. God will be with us, Jesus showed and told me. A thousand to four on thy side, ten thousand on thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh to thee. 
not come nigh to thee. It will not come near us. Hallelujah. It will happen by our side, but it will not happen to us because the Lord is going to protect us. Only with thine eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. The judgment is coming for the wicked. This great 600 foot tsunami is coming for the wicked. It's not coming for the righteous. Thank you, Jesus, for that. Hallelujah. Because thou have made the Lord, who is my refuge, says David, even the most high, thy habitation. Let's make the most high, the almighty, our habitation. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your protection. This should not even be holy. Neither shall any plague come nigh by thy dwelling. No plague will come by thy dwelling. God will make sure we are protected. Thank you, Jesus. If we are trusting in the Lord, thank you for your anointing, Jesus. I thank you. For you should give us angel charge over thee to keep thee in all thy way. His angel, his archangel, he was sent to keep us in all thy way. His warrior's angel will be protecting us, brothers and sisters. Then they know how. They've been trained well in heaven. Praise you, God. And they know how to protect us. And when the Lord gives them the order to protect us, they will, hallelujah, protect us. They will do a great job protecting us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. The storm is coming. They should bear thee up in their hand. This thou, hallelujah, thy fear from, hallelujah, against the storm. The storm is coming. God is going to send angel. As he said to Ephraim, I will send angel to protect them from the damage of the storm, the meteor. The meteor is coming. The storm is coming. But the Lord is going to send his angel to protect us from the storm. It is heading to earth. And the Lord is erecting and protecting and, and guiding that storm. And it's going to head near Puerto Rico. And it's going to create this mighty 600-foot tsunami that is going to enter Florida and head to the north to Massachusetts, eastern, hallelujah, the United States. It's going to be on the water. 300 foot, 600 foot water entering to Florida. And by the time it gets to Massachusetts, it's going to be 100 foot to water, 100 feet to water. God have mercy. Jesus have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Why will God protect us? Verse 14, because he has set his love upon me. Therefore, I, hallelujah, will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. Just because we know his name, just because we love him, hallelujah, he has set his love upon me. The love of God, Jesus Christ, is upon you and I. He's going to protect us. He's going to deliver us. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him, and I will, I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. God said he's going to deliver us. He's going to honor us. Because our love, hallelujah, the love of God is upon us. Jesus Christ is upon us. The love of God. Because we have called upon him. He's going to deliver us, brothers and sisters, from the hard time that is approaching, from the hard time that is coming. We live life outside of him and show him my salvation. Salvation comes from God. Salvation comes from the Lord. It will be shown in the last day that we are saved, we are protected by him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Almighty. 
The Almighty wants to protect us. The Almighty wants to keep us. The Almighty wants to deliver us. 600 foot wave tsunami is going to enter Florida. It's going to go up Washington, D.C., Maryland, Georgia, New Jersey, New York, Connecticut, Washington will be partially underwater. Millions of life will be on stake. But hallelujah, we need to pray. We need to continue to ask for mercy. That God will protect his. That God will deliver his as he has promised in his word in Psalm 91. And Jesus, thank God Almighty, we pray for mercy on your people, Lord, for us to be stay protected by you, Lord. For your protection to be on us, Lord. Fulfill your sign to be. Fulfill us, Lord. Keep us protected. Deliver us from the great judgment that is coming, oh God. That you have spoken to your prophet Ephraim for the three signs you have given me, Lord, over, over the three, four years, oh God. Oh, the Lord, you said you're going to fulfill, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Protect your people, oh God. Protect your people, oh God. In Jesus' name, deliver them, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord, for the judgment to come. Thank you, Jesus. Hear hummingbird. And hear the rest of the prophet that I'm going to play tonight. Hear Evelyn. Don't miss the, the, the prophecy of Evelyn. Because she's going to talk about what the Lord said to her about the economy falling. She said very clear. Jesus said to her very clear today. The economy is going to fall. And she has been a great prophet. And her word has been come to pass over the years. Hey everybody, it's Hummingbird027 here. Today is August 22nd, 2015. Yes, it's a Saturday and I'm making a video and uh, what I have to share with you is so profound. I've been pretty much bawling my eyes out all morning. <laughs> well, not all morning, but just within the last hour of the powerful <sighs> revelation that the Lord gave to me uh, this morning. I was in prayer with the Lord, and yes, it's the Sabbath, so happy Sabbath, everybody. I was in prayer with the Lord before I crawled out of bed, and uh, I was talking with the Lord about the man-child, about the rapture of the bride and the firmament, why these are all coinciding together, and what does it really mean. And I started to ask questions of the Lord, why does all of this, why is it coming to pass right now that this is such a big deal? Even secular people who just had no belief in God before are coming to God in droves by the flat earth theory, the threat, flat earth model, I should say. So, and a lot of people are like arguing big time over this. Um, but as I pointed out in my first, I think there are five videos now, I can't even remember, it's been so chaotic these days. In the first video, I declare the doctrine of the sovereignty of Yahweh. That is Genesis chapter 1. He is the creator, and he tells us exactly and in order of how he created his creation, all of it, even us. So I'm asking the Lord, what does this have to do with all the events that are taking place right now? We are watching Bible prophecy come to pass. Isaiah 17 is about ready to be fulfilled. Isaiah 19 is in the middle of being fulfilled. Verses 1 through 4 has already been fulfilled. 
Verses 5 through 10 will reflect the Grand Renaissance Dam being built in Ethiopia, which will, in the tribulation, cut off 80% of the flow of the Nile into the River Delta, going out of Egypt there. Uh, we are watching Jeremiah chapter 49 come to pass with Jordan and Ammon and uh, Isis and Lebanon, Zechariah chapter 9, Zephaniah chapter 2. We are watching the culminations of events in the Middle East, such as Iran, that is about ready to do some really stupid things, and they're going to get their butt kicked. Um, we're talking about southwestern part of Iran. If you are in this area and you're listening to this message, you need to leave those areas because um, there's going to be a catastrophic event that is going to disperse the whole populace from those areas. Um, I would even go so far as to say those of you who live in Saudi Arabia, on the northeastern side, perhaps even the southeastern side of Saudi Arabia, probably need to leave those areas because this is going to be, in my opinion, a radiological event. Um, once Israel or whoever comes against there and destroys those nuclear facilities, uh, that radiation is going to go somewhere. And I pray to God that you call on Yahweh and you discern the truth for yourselves. We are watching all of these events come to pass right before our eyes. And now we are thrown God's sovereignty into the mix, the flat earth. Most people would prefer being called the enclosed system. It doesn't freak a lot of people out. Oh, flat earth. We were so indoctrinated um, by the Nazis that we can't even see beyond even questioning the teachings we've received since preschool. So here it is, folks. You know my stance on all of this. And so I had to ask the Lord, why does this all, why is this all interconnecting right now? What does this have to do with all of this? And um, I'm going to share with you what he showed me today. So I asked the Lord, why is the bride taken from the earth and then the son of perdition is revealed? The Antichrist, the Antichrist. There's been a many Antichrists um, for, you know, since it all began, but there is only one son of perdition. This is the culmination of evil, uh, 666. And what's the big deal about unbelievers uh, being led away by the lie they choose to believe. The Lord, the Lord's Spirit brought to my mind, even creation speaks of God. No one is without excuse. So I got out of bed and I had to look up what verses of scripture those are because I don't have those memorized. And so it led me to Romans chapter 1, uh, especially in verses 19 through 32, but we're going to uh, look at Romans chapter 1, verse 20. So on the BibleStudyTools.com, I went to, um, actually I used my King James Version, it's the 1611, and folks, I am not a King James only person. You need to get back into the Greek, the Aramaic, and the Hebrew if you want to know the absolute truth, okay? King James didn't have it all, folks. you got to get that through your head. 
but I do. That was one of the first books that was given to me. Uh, the first Bible that was given to me was a reference, uh, King James Version of the Bible. And so um, one of the things that are missing from this Bible study tools is the reference to Psalms 19 and 1. So let's start first with what God's Spirit led me to, Romans uh, chapter 1, verse 20. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. This is basically God saying that we can back it up and he shows it us himself. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them for God hath showed it unto them. God is showing people something. And this is becoming a determining factor in something else. So in my reference Bible, when it states in verse 20 of Romans 1, the invisible things of him is letter M, and it leads me to Psalms 19, verse 1. And God basically just verified it for me that what he was telling me in my prayer this morning is that the son of perdition is going to counter what Psalms 19 and 1, Romans chapter 1, and some other verses we're going to get to in a few minutes. Shows his handiwork, folks. You cannot go against the word of God. He will show you things. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Unbelievable. Okay, this is when I just lost it, and I started bawling my eyes out. It's like, Lord, you're confirming to me the rapture of the bride of Christ is because they believe in the firmament. They believe that your handiwork, and they didn't even get to go touch the actual enclosure, <laughs> they didn't get to go touch the edge of the earth. Folks, it's time to stop lying to ourselves. We have got to let the Holy Spirit teach us all things. If the Holy Spirit is not teaching us, how are we going to be prepared to go to heaven and learn from God even more things that he has prepared to show us? But wait, there's more. So, since what may be known about God is plain to them, because God has made it plain to them, Acts 14 and 17. Acts 14, verse 17. Nevertheless, he left not himself without witness, in that he did good, and gave us rain from heaven and fruitful seasons, filling our hearts with food and gladness. And the other reference here for Acts 14 and 17 is also Acts 17 and 27. is stated here that they should seek the Lord if haply they might feel after him and find him, though he be not far from every one of us. I 
just lost it even more after this. I was almost hysterically crying at this point because this is what I was talking about in the first set of videos I was talking about. Heliocentric model is designed to push God to the very edge of the universe, to push him so far away that you can do whatever sin and idolatry and crud you want to fill your life with. God is telling you right here, right now, that he is not far from any one of us. He's right up there. He's watching us right now. Boy, that's going to scare the bejeebers out of some of you because you're not right with the Lord. You're not ready to see him. You're not ready to spend your eternal life with him. If you're afraid of this very statement, you need to rethink why you're afraid because God does not want us afraid. He did not give us a spirit of fear, but of love. It's really wild because I'm going to read from Bible Hub, Romans 1 and 20 right now, and it's 11, 11 a.m. while I'm making this, and it's the 11th minute in here. So anyway, it's just, I don't know what to say, folks. I'm just telling you how I've been dealing with this all morning long. Um, so I'm reading the pulpit commentary out of BibleHub.com. And let me digress just a moment. And this is what my next videos are going to be about. And when I have time, folks, I am working like 14 hours a day. I am working for the Lord. I'm working for my family. It's just a never-ending process right now. But what God has revealed to me these days is um, Adam, because Adam and Eve did not have an heir to the throne when Satan came to the garden and tempted Eve and she was beguiled and ate the fruit and then she turned around to give it to Adam, Adam was not beguiled because he knew what was going on. But folks, you've got to understand that Adam loved Eve so much with all of his being that he knew what he was doing when he sinned against God, okay? When he ate of the fruit, willingly, he chose to abdicate his throne. And since he had no heir, there was no one left to take the throne of the earth except Satan. And Satan did it. He did a silent coup d'etat on our parents, our first parents, folks. By Adam abdicating his throne, he forfeited his prerogative through sin. We were originally endowed with divine instincts to have harmony between conscience and performance, between ideal and practice. But because of idolatry, we sinned, and therefore, not just Adam, but all of us have this sickness to deal with, this illness of sin in our lives, which Christ's blood is the only remedy. Romans 1 and 20 shows us a philosophy of human history rather than a theological point of view. Having Gentile as well as Jewish thinkers in his view as readers. 
Paul's appeal in this chapter is not to the Old Testament at all, but to facts by all acknowledged. He is offering the world a philosophy of human history to account for the present perplexing state of things, for the undoubted discord between conscience and performance, between ideal and practice, his purpose being to show universal guilt on the part of man. But his position here is quite consistent with what it says elsewhere, as in chapter 5, of Adam's original transgression. For his whole argument in this chapter involves the doctrine of the fall of man, who is conceived to have been originally endowed with divine instincts and who had forfeited his prerogative through sin. And this is the essential meaning of the picture given us in Genesis chapter 3 of the original transgression. The entire drift of the chapter is against the view of the condemnation of mankind being due simply to the sin of the progenitor being imputed to the race. For all men are represented as guilty in that all have sinned against light which they might have followed. This view does not indeed preclude that of an inherited infection of nature predisposing all to sin. Nay, it rather necessitates it, for why should the sin have been so universal but for such predisposing cause? Still, the distinction between the two views is important in regard to our conception of divine justice. It may, however, be said that the distinction is without a real difference in this regard, for that if the inherited infection is such that sin becomes inevitable, as seems to be implied by its alleged universality, it may appear as inconsistent with the divine justice to condemn men for it, as it would be imputed to them their progenitor's transgression. In reply to this difficulty, it may be said that Scripture nowhere says that men are finally condemned for it. On the contrary, the gospel reveals to us the atonement preordained from the first for the avoidance of such final condemnation. And this retrospective as well as perspective in its effects, Romans chapter 3 verses 25 and 26, and as far-reaching as was the original transgression, Romans 4 and 12, and our apostle, Romans 2, 7 and 14 through 16, expressly asserts the salvation of all who, according to their light, have done what they could. The fact is that in the argument before us, only the principle or the ground of man's possible justification before God that is under review. The intention is to show that this cannot be man's own works or deservings as of debt, but is another which the gospel reveals. Be it observed, lastly, that a clear view of this position is important, not only for our apprehension of the truth of things and of the meaning of the gospel, but also for our right moral tone of mind and attitude before God, for not to be convinced of sin is to belie the true ideal of our conscience and applies acquiescence 
in a moral standard below that of the divine righteousness to which we are able to aspire. There's where your works lie. You must be bearing fruit, folks, and I think this is bearing fruit. What I just showed you today clearly demonstrated to me that what the lie is. Folks, <laughs> he is not far from us, not whatsoever. There is no such thing as a heliocentric model. Even if you go back and do the references for Romans chapter 1, you will see for yourself, not only is God telling us that he is above our heads, and how can he do that if you have a heliocentric, ginormous universe of unending proportions? Where is God? Where is God, folks? He's telling you in black and white that he is the one who is above your heads. He opens the heavens and gives you rain to feed your crops and to give plenty of food to you so that you will have hearts with joy. <laughs> Romans, the other references in Romans chapter 1, and this is very interesting because it ties in with the son of perdition. Romans 1, verse 24 Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lusts of their own hearts. It references directly 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 11 through 12. I can find that real quick. I'm going to read that. <laughs> Very important because we're facing these days right now. So, uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 11 through 12. And for this cause, God shall send them a strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believe not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. So I began to ask the Lord at this time, so is the flat earth, this enclosed earth that we have, Right here, folks, Antarctica is not listed on the maps of the Asimuthal map because it is the edge of our known world. How can all of these scriptures reference each other if this is not, this picture right here is showing the truth of our reality? And God wants you to know that Genesis chapter 1, I am the sovereign, and I made this. This is where you live. If you choose to deny it, you're going to be handed over to the son of perdition. That's what it's saying. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion. And it references directly back to Romans 1, verse 24, which states again, Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lusts of their own hearts. Folks, this is not just talking about Sodom and Gomorrah, people, you know, being Sodomites. This is talking about 
people having vain imagination. Um, Romans 1 and 21 is very clear because that when they knew God means that they believe God, they believe in who God is, they glorified him not. That's huge. We've got to glorify God while we're here on the earth. It's not about us. It's about him. Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. And all of these things are referencing Psalms 19 verse 1 declares the firmament, the heavens of the Lord. Acts 14 and 17. Acts 17 and 27. We can even go so far now as to 2 Kings 17 and 15, Jeremiah 2 and 5, Ephesians 4, 17 and 18, and Jeremiah 10 and 14. Folks, I don't know what else to say. Psalms 19 and 1 just threw me over the edge because I said, if this, I said in my heart while I was praying to the Lord this morning, if this is true, your word will confirm it. I mean, where is it in the Bible, Lord? And when he told me that, and I had to write it down on my little iPod so I wouldn't forget because I don't have a mind to remember things for very long anymore. It says, even creation speaks of God. No one was is without excuse. That's what the Spirit told me and which led me to all of this this morning. And the reference directly to Revelation or Romans chapter 1, verse 20, for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. This is the lie. The conclusion I came to this morning, the lie is the transfer of your belief in creation away from Genesis 1 and the sovereignty of Yahweh to sun worship and the Nazi NASA agenda. This will prime unbelievers to accept the son of perdition when he is revealed. Since uh, Genesis chapter 1 and God dealing with me months ago, I think it's now four months now, where he just, you know, and I would have these vain imaginations of maybe in the millennium I will get my own spaceship and I'll be captain of my own spaceship and we're going to go check out some planets. Oh, the vanity and pride of my own heart. Since I have come to believe in a flat plane or flat earth, an enclosed system, I have been trying to understand the connection between the man-child and Genesis chapter 1 and the sovereignty of God and why it's such a big deal that God hands people over to a lie. What is the lie? I just explained to you what I know in my heart the lie is now. The Spirit said to me today, they refuse the truth. And immediately I went to Genesis 1 in my thoughts and the doctrine of sovereignty. People actually are going to choose to believe the lie. 
than to believe that God created the bubble in the water and made a biodome. We have been set up to receive the false Christ for generations, over 500 years actively. The bride, the harpazo, and the rapture, right around the corner, folks, by definition, is fully devoted to her soon-to-be husband, has absolute faith in him, absolute trust in the Lord, shows forth the love of her king to all his subjects. You know, Romans chapter 1, verses 19 through to the end of the chapter is not just talking about lesbians and gays, homosexuals, this and that. It's talking about all the corruption that is being amplified these days. I don't know about you guys, but some days I just want to crawl in a hole and just stay there because of the way people are acting these days. It's unbelievable the intensity of people's emotions, the the haughtiness that people are are projecting out into the world and the blatant disregard for laws. I have never seen people break laws and not even care, not even think twice about, oh, was that a stop sign? <laughs> you know, it's just like those are there for other people's protection, not just yours, you know. What happens if you were to hit somebody with a little child in the car and kill the child? That is going to be on your conscience for a very long time. The laws are always there to help to guide us and to keep people safe. Now, there is a difference between God's laws and man's laws. Man's laws should always be highlighting God's laws, period. When man starts becoming self-servant in his laws, saying that you can't grow food in your backyard, you can't collect water to water your food in your backyard, that's going against God's laws, and etc. Folks, I don't know how else to describe this. This was so potent today that God wanted me to make this video. I mean, I don't make videos on Saturday. This is my day of rest, and uh, apparently this was more important than resting. Folks, there's an edge. Go find it for yourself. If you want to believe wholeheartedly in the truth, get an expedition going, and let's go to the edge. Let's show these people that they are liars and they have no authority in Christ Jesus, none whatsoever. If we're to declare the sovereignty of God that he is the maker and creator and sustainer, of this little bubble in whatever water surrounds us, whatever that is, we owe him all glory. Glory be to God. Praise Jesus Christ forever and ever. Amen. I love you all. Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Hallelujah. Our labor in the Lord is not in vain. Because the word of God tonight is powerful. That's a two agent of search. Somebody say amen. It is the food of our soul. Amen. Maybe you are here tonight. Hallelujah. You have some problems.
this in your life, in your body, in your family, in your ministry. I just want to let you know tonight uh, that Jesus is the answer. Amen. That Jesus is here tonight. Hallelujah. Maybe your time came from your works. I just want to let you know. That Jesus is here to strengthen your soul, amen. To strengthen your body, your spirit, amen. We need to impress, impress God tonight. If God impressed tonight, He's going to stop to you. And look up to you. And He's going to minister into your needs tonight. For there are two gathered together in His name, His Spirit, His power, His miracle, His healing is in the midst of them. I was glad when I received the invitation from Harvest Army through, Evan, through Overseer Evans. And I said to myself, Lord, if it is your will for me to come to the convention, Make a way for me because for by myself, Lord, I don't want to go because I came last March here, amen, this year. Lord, I want you that your will be done. Make a way, oh Lord. I don't, I don't go, I don't want to go to the, to the convention because I want to go. I need to go because you want me to go to the convention, Lord. And I believe uh, I am not only a blessing for them, but I need to be blessed, hallelujah, by the power, by the works uh, that going uh, to do in this ministry. And I believe Harvest Army Church, hallelujah, we're going to grow, we're going to enlarge, hallelujah, and we're going to reach more territories, more countries, uh, more continents. Can you say amen? I believe that in the Middle East we're going to have a headquarters. In these last days. Because we need to impress God. As a, as a person, we have the very nature that we are so impressed to the person that have things or talent and beauty. For us, amen, because we don't have those things in our lives. But as a people of God, what we need is not to impress anybody, but to impress the Lord Jesus by living worthy according to the vocation that God called us. Can you say amen? God called us. He pick up us from the mighty clay. Can you say amen? He cleans us. He washes up. Amen. Hallelujah. To be used by Him. And God, amen, is looking for us to impress Him. Because He wants to do great things in our lives. And God is not impressed of the things in this world. And even the talents and abilities of riches. But he is impressed to the people who shows wholehearted living for him every day of their lives. Because in the Bible, there is a lady who had blown blood for 12 years. She went to the different doctors. 
different specialists and almost his money, her money gone. But one day, in the book of Matthew chapter 9, 20 to 22, and suddenly a woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years came from behind and touched the hem of his garment. For she said to herself, if only I may touch his garment, I shall be made well. But Jesus turned around and when he saw her, he said, Be of good cheer, daughter. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was made well from the hour. Why? Because he impressed Jesus. She impressed Jesus. She said to herself, If I could touch the hem of his garment, I am going to heal him. Amen. We need to impress the very heart of God. Hallelujah. To be able, amen. Hallelujah. To experience the move and the power of God in our lives, in our family, in our ministry, in our finances, and everything in our lives. Even the Gentile woman in the, in the book of Mark chapter 7, 25 to 29. For a woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard about him and she came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek Syrophoenician by birth and she kept asking him to cast the demon out of her daughter. But Jesus said to her, let the children be filled first for it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. You know, her answer and she answered and said to him, Yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs under the table eat from the children's crumbs. Then he said to her, For the saying, Go your way, the demon has gone out of your daughter. Jesus impressed the faith of the Syrophoenician woman. Can you say, Amen? Though he is not. Amen. Belongs to the miracle and the move of God. What Jesus saw in her life is the faith, hallelujah, that can touch mountain, that can move mountain. It doesn't matter. You are white people. You are brown people. You are black people. You are yellow people. It doesn't matter. God is not prejudiced. There is no racial discrimination in God. Because God created, amen, all races according to His perfect will. And He made all people beautiful. Can you say amen? What God sees is the heart. And tonight, I just want to entitle my message. How do we impress God? Are you ready? That's only my introduction. But I know my time. Let's open our Bible to the book of Luke chapter 19. Beginning verse number 1. This is the story about the name Zacchaeus. Then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Now behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector. And he was rich, and he sought to see who Jesus was. But could that because of the crowd, for he was of short stature. 
So he ran ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him. For he was going to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him. And he said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must stay at your house. So he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. But when they saw it, they all complained, saying, He has gone to be a guest with a man who is a sinner. Then Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, I give half of my goods to the poor. And if I have taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he also is a son of Abraham. For the son of man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. I believe tonight, our character shows the contents of our heart. What you say and what you do is the reflection of your heart. A good man of the good treasure of, of his heart brings forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasures brings forth evil things. Your heart is your treasure. Somebody say amen. Though we have things in this world, it doesn't matter in the eyes of God. Though we have good looking here or there, it doesn't matter in the eyes of God. Because we are all beautiful and handsome. Can you say amen? The matter for God is that the nature of our heart. is the state of our heart. Amen. Because God is looking for our treasure. Matthew 6 verse 21. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. If your treasure in the kingdom of God, you're going to give your money for the kingdom of God. Can you say amen? If your treasure is in your clothes, you're going to buy more clothes for yourselves. If your treasure is in your children, you're going to make more time to your children compared to God's kingdom. Can you say amen? I firmly believe tonight, all of us here in the Army's Army Church, I see your sacrifices. I see your hard work and labor here. I firmly believe that your heart, that your treasure is in the kingdom of God. Because you give, because you sacrifice, because you win and testify to the world. Guard your heart. And Proverbs 4.23, keep your heart with all diligence. For out of it they spring in the issues of life. Our joy, our happiness, is that based according to what we see, not according to what the world has. Can you say amen? Our joy, our gladness, our eagerness in the kingdom of God is based in our heart. If our heart is full of joy and treasures for the kingdom of God, we're going to happy every night, every day, every week, every month, every year. Let us take a look how the big sinner Zacchaeus, how he impressed and got Jesus' attention and what are things he does and how can we learn from him. Number one, he sought to see who Jesus was. And verse number three, he sought to see who Jesus was but could not because of the crowd. 
It is means that somebody spoke and witnessed him about Jesus. Because he wants to see Jesus. He wants to seek Jesus. Can you say amen? He wants to, to, to see Jesus face to face. Why? Because somebody spoke about him. Amen. About Jesus. Can you say amen? Somebody witnessed about Jesus for him. Do you know who? One of the disciples of Jesus Christ. His name is Matthew. He's, he, he works in the, the IRS. In the Philippines, Bureau of Internal Revenue. And Zacchaeus is the chief, the director of IRS during the time. And Matthew, hallelujah, is one of the employees. I believe Matthew always witnessing, always sharing the word of God into his boss. That's why Zacchaeus is, 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 is curious. Who Jesus was. What kind of place Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Who is this man? I want to, I want to meet him personally. He has hunger and thirst. To see Jesus. To know Jesus personally. Do he is not born again. Do he is not believers. But he wants. He wants to experience Jesus. Look at this. Don't underestimate the power of witnessing. For me, I know that one of the disciples of Jesus Christ always mentioning Zacchaeus about Jesus. Don't despise witnessing someone because people, people, my friend, they need to be saved. Witness your boss. Witness your supervisor. Witness your co-workers. Amen. So that you can be able to bring soul. And they will be curious. Uh, what is going to happen in this harvest army church? Because the Bible says in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. But you shall receive power. When the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses. To be in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the end of the earth, we shall receive power. We shall receive power. What is our power? Not our, you know, stature or we were good looking guy. We're gonna win the world, we're gonna win somebody because the world itself, the gospel itself, has the power to touch people's lives, has the power to change hearts, the people's heart, amen, has the power to save which was lost. We don't need magic, we don't need fancy words. We don't need every kind of, you know, oh, you know, talent in this world or skill in this world to be able to say, say people. That's the works of the Holy Spirit. Only the Holy Spirit can save the souls. Zacchaeus show how he really seek Jesus with all his might. That's why we find that's why my friend, he found, find, the Bible says in Jeremiah 29 verse 13, And you will seek me and find me when you search me with all your heart. Can you say amen? So Zacchaeus, 
he sought who Jesus was. And number two, there is obstacles for Zacchaeus to meet Jesus face to face. You know why? Because he sought to see who Jesus was, but this is the problem. Could that because of the crowd? That's number one obstacle. Number two, for he was short stature, short guy, like me, five feet and five inches. And uh, now the Jew people is, I think, five nine, five eleven, six flat, like you. And a lot of people crowded. And here's a KO. He heard about Jesus. Can you say amen? He wants, amen, to be Jesus personally. But the problem, there is obstacle. And the obstacle is the crowd of people. Number two, the obstacle is he's short. He only see the back and the back of the people. <laughs> Praise the name of Jesus. But you know, no one can stop you if you want to seek the Lord. No one can stop you, amen. Even your loved ones, even the government, even the institution, even the things in this world. No one, no one, no one can stop you, amen. Hallelujah. To serve God, to preach the word of God. No one can stop you to bring the gospel, amen, into the world. No one, 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 no one. Can you say amen? Only Jesus can stop us. Only Jesus can stop the harvest army growth. But Jesus wants us to be multiplied. To grow, to be fruitful. Amen. He said he's the vine and we are the branches. If you and I connected to the vine. Here in the army, army church ministries, we preach the truth. We do not preach about the punishing words so that we entice people. We preach about the truth because the truth shall set them free. They will know the truth and the truth shall set them free. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. If there is obstacle in your life, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to give if there's sometimes there's obstacle. Oh! I feel I like a black, you know, like a black preacher. I always watch, watch a black preacher in the internet. In the Philippines, I don't preach like this. Here in the Arabic, I, I am crazy. Can you speak? Because here, there is freedom. Here, there is liberty. Here, there is the Spirit of God. Can you say amen? Can you say amen? What? 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 Praise the name of Jesus. I feel the power of the presence of God tonight. Amen. He's moving in your life.
and every move of God in our lives, in our country, in our family, in our ministry, there is always obstacles. Nothing easy. Bishop priest in the Philippines, nothing easy to have revival. There is always fight and fighting. Sometimes you want to sleep, but God wants to you to wake up and pray. Last two nights ago, God spoke to me. He said, do, do I wake you up 3 o'clock in the morning? Because I want to speak to you why you didn't wake up, you know, four, 3 o'clock in the morning. I woke up 5 o'clock. I said, Lord, forgive me. My friend, one blind man in the Bible named Ice Bartimaeus. In Mark chapter 10, 47 to 52, when he heard Jesus that it was in Nazareth, then he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer. Right is calling you. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said, Rabboni, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, Go your way. Your faith has made you, made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. He cried out three times. His disciples, the disciples of Jesus Christ, stopped him. Be quiet. You're so loud. But he continued. No one can stop him. He said, Rabbi, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Like the harvest army people, they don't stop worshiping the Lord. The, uh, you know, maybe in the world, maybe we are crazy here. But in God's eye, we are not crazy here. We are just worshiping, enjoying God. Can you say amen? So he received. He, Jesus said, call him. And Jesus said, what do you want for me to do for you? I want to see my eyes. Your pain has made you well. When the Israelites chasing by the Egyptian during Moses, when he came out from, from Egypt, the Egyptian army even chasing them until they reached the Red Sea. At the back, the Egyptian soldier, left and right, this Egyptian soldier, in the front, Dead Sea, no way out. There are four obstacles. But Moses, the man of God, he lifted up his staff. He looked unto God. And God sent the wind to the four corners of the amen. And the Bible says God made the superhighway, the freeway, amen, in, in the Red Sea. No one can stop the people of God to grow. No one can stop the harvest army people to, put, to go to the world, amen, and preach the gospel. And I believe in the Philippines, we're going to scatter, amen, we're going to grow, hallelujah, because no one, no one in this world can stop even nakedness, even famine, even hallelujah, sword, or even death. No one, no 
Here is the last, the last two part. I just want my time exact. Jesus made, Zacchaeus made a difference. You know what he did? In verse 4, chapter 19 of Luke, he ran ahead and climbed up into the sycamore tree to see him. For he was going to pass that way. Look at this. He made a way. You know, in God, God will make a way where there seems to be no way. He works in ways we cannot see. He will make a way for me. He will be my guide. Hold me closely to His side. With love and strength for its new day. He will make a way. He will make a He leads me Rebels in the desert Will I see Heaven and earth Will fade But His word is still The same And He will do Something new today Sing with me God will make a way Where there seems To be no way he works in ways we cannot see. He will make a way for you. He will be your God. Hold me closely to you, son. With love and strength for each new thing. He will make a way. He will make a way for you, my friend. He climbed up. He made a way for God. He is struggling to see the way to be able to sacrifice himself for Christ. And look at this. Jesus impressed. And verse number 5. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up. And so he said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down for today. I must stay at your house. My friend, hallelujah. If Jesus, if Jesus impressed by you, impressed what you did, if Jesus, hallelujah, impressed what you are doing, he will stop you. He will stop in front of you and he look at you. And Jesus said, made haste, I will come to your house. And Zacchaeus, have joy, have joy. When they came to the house of Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus said, Lord, I will give half of my, 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 my things, my money to the poor. If I get money by cheating, I will bring it back fourfold. This is a real fold again. This is a real Christian. 
When Jesus impress you, He gonna stop you. He gonna change your life. He gonna perform miracles in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody shout Jesus. Zacchaeus become born again. The poor widow came into the temple and threw two mites which make a quadrant. And Jesus opposite the treasury, sat opposite the treasury, and so how the people put money in the treasury. And many who were rich put in much. Then one poor widow came and threw in two mites which make a quadrant. So he called the disciple himself and said to them, Assuredly I say to you that this poor widow has put in more than all those who have given to the treasury, for they are all put in out of their abundance. But she out of her poverty put in all that she had in her whole livelihood. God is seeing your heart when you give, when you sacrifice. And God, when, 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 when you impress God by your giving, by your sacrifice, you give beyond your, you know, beyond what you want to give from your heart. And you cannot outgive God. Jesus is more than your deeds. He is bigger than the totality of your problems. Can you say amen? He's bigger than New York City. He's bigger than United States of America. Can you say amen? He's bigger than Atlantic Ocean. He's bigger than Pacific Ocean. That Indian Ocean. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. I want to impress God. I want to show God that I can sacrifice more. My friends tonight, do you want Jesus to stop to you and do miracle in your life? If Jesus is stopped in your front, meaning there are going to be signs and wonders. There's going to be miracle. There's going to be healing. Can you say amen? There's going to be salvation. There's going to be answer. There's going to be victory. Amen. Because in God, nothing is impossible. Can you say amen? He will make a way for you tonight. Shall we stand together? Shall we stand together and worship the living God? Worship the living God tonight. We have called all, all the praise and worship team. Amen. And sing this song. God will make a way. Do you know this song? Oh my God, oh my Jesus, I request each and every one of you to focus your heart on Jesus. Impress Jesus tonight. What, what, what Jesus impressed is your heart. Worship is the occupation of your heart. It is the outpouring of inside of you to God. It's not only by emotion. It is flow like a river from our soul before the Lord. And you hear my preaching. God is speaking to you tonight. Let's worship God. Let's worship Him tonight. Woo! Oh yes, oh God. Stop in front of us, oh God. In front is in every children of God. You know their struggle. You know their needs. You know their sacrifice. 
You know their love for you, God. I pray tonight. You stop in front of them. And look. The needs of your people, oh God. Surrender your life before the Lord tonight. Maybe you are here. You are busy or you are not yet born again. This is the night of your salvation. Maybe you are watching this program in the television across the world. Accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. No matter how bad you are. Jesus is the answer in your life. Amen. Oh, there's anybody here that's born again, that believes. Each and every one of us, I believe, we are believers. May I request each of you to open up your heart as we sing this song tonight.
Please, the keyboard is please. Tonight, maybe God spoke into your heart. Empty yourself tonight. Maybe, you know, you have obstacles in your life. Maybe you have so many needs, but make a way for God to empress Him. If you want prayer, if you want to surrender once again your life, all believers, come up here. Surrender your life before God. Yes, hallelujah. Open up your heart. And tonight, make a covenant. Whatever, amen, the circumstances, you're going to still serving the Lord. No one can stop you tonight. No one in this world. Come up here as we sing this song, amen. I'm going to pray for you tonight. Come on, surrender your life before God. Surrender your life before God. Come on, here. Yes, hallelujah. I'm Stephen Benoon, and you're watching Israeli News Live. Shalom and good evening, and uh, we're glad to see that you guys are able to make it here tonight on Israeli News Live on our live stream programming here. We have very, very interesting news that has taken place, something that was very alarming that I wanted to be able to share with you guys today. Uh, and this, we're going to start off, this is a video that I want you to actually to be able to see uh, so let's take a look. Let's go right to this video footage here, and this is something that has just um, um, been able that has just come out. Let's take a look at this quickly. You're able to see this on your screen now. Uh, this is put out by the Iranians themselves, and as you're seeing, it is definitely a military they they did a professional video here showing different militaries from around the Middle East preparing for a war on Jerusalem take a look at this let's watch it just for a few seconds
very disturbing to say the least to see uh, what we see here on our screen here and showing the different uh, Arabic militaries coming together to launch an attack on Israel. Uh, and that's exactly right what you're seeing there, the Temple Mount uh, in the background there. And of course, the whole idea is to show an attack on Israel. Um, so at any rate there, um, we realize that, uh, that these things are definitely um, things that are coming about very soon and um, very much uh, could be a tragedy to say the very least there. Also, I'd like to share with you here, this is Mike Huckabee here. Uh, Mike uh, was, uh, was in Israel today, and Mike did a, uh, uh, was doing a broadcast here. Mike was, was definitely taking a stand for Israel in his comments there. Uh, very much uh, pleased to see Mike Huckabee, and uh, I, I was surprised. I was not quite uh, aware of his commitment to the Jewish people. Uh, he speaks in here. He's, he's against the Iranian, um, uh, the Iranian uh, nuclear deal that, that the President Obama has worked out with the Iranians. He's very vocal about it. As well, it does not appear that he is for a two-state solution whatsoever. His comments are very frank about this. Uh, he says you cannot have two governments uh, running the show in one land. He said it can only be one. He goes back and mentions the Dalfour de Declaration as well. Uh, so uh, very much uh, I appreciated his comments, and, and we shared his video on Israeli News Live on our Facebook page. Uh, I encourage you look up that video there uh, and comment. Comment directly. Let them show your support there. Let them know you 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 know you, you saw this on IsraeliNewsLive.org and show your support for Mike Huckabee uh, and his stand for Israel. This is the type stand uh, that we believe that people should be making and. Uh, like I said, I was I was very much, very much in favor of what I saw here with Mike Huckabee there uh, and trying to build the support for uh, the Jewish people there. Uh, so clearly, as I said, we are seeing uh, that the Iranians are definitely preparing something there. And I want to share with you a, a yet another uh, a very disturbing article here uh, that is well. Uh, something else that uh, Israel National News, and this actually came out a couple of days ago, but let me just bring you to this real quick. Uh, this article here on Israel, uh, Israel National News there, as you can see, Arut Shiva or IsraelNationalNews.com, right up here at the top here, those of you that maybe have not looked at this before. The article reads, Iran deploys new fighter jets meant to combat Israel. By the way, they have the same capabilities Israeli jets have there. Uh, so it looks like Obama was certainly trying to level the playing field for the Iranians uh, against the Israeli nation there. It says here in the article, uh, uh, Iran's defense minister, Brigadier General uh, Jose uh, uh, Dekan, on Tuesday gave a rundown on the Army's upcoming military buildup and, uh, and revealed that a new fighter jet announced on, in February has been delivered to the Iranian Air Force. Oh, they've already got it. I mean, this, this is absolutely deplorable. Uh, they've already got the jets there. So the jet unveiled in February is meant to, to be capable of tracing uh, American and Israeli fighter jets, according to the paper, which cited a senior Air Force com uh, commander colonel, uh, Hosheng uh, Manfredaza, I can't say his name there, saying as much back in February, uh, Sakwa 
Two fighter, uh, fighters have been delivered to the Air Force and training jets has also been tested and is used for manufacturing. The DOCON announced on Tuesday and time for National Defense Industry Day. He also spoke about Iran's ballistic missile program, which is preparing to test the floating UN resolutions concerning the missile tests uh, in context of the Iran nuclear deal. Speaking directly about the upcoming ballistic missiles drills, he said they will not be stopped by the UN Secretary Council uh, resolution. We are working on increasing our missiles precision and want to make them impenetrable to electronic warfare and interception, he said. Uh, he added that long-range ballistic missiles with multiply re-entry vehicle payloads have been domestically produced, saying we are uh, after turning our ground-based missiles into air-launched uh, missiles. By the way, uh, let me just share with you what... Uh, let me back up here just for a moment here. Iran also, you know, Russia made this deal with them quite some time back already about the S-300 uh, air defense missiles, which actually can intercept incoming uh, missiles that, that Israel or, you know, if Israel was attacking them, they could actually intercept those. That deal has been approved. It is going through. They are going to get delivery, the delivery of these anti-missile uh, batteries. Now, if, if I understand correctly, these particular anti-missile batteries also have the capability of a supersonic speed there. This is uh, what Russia developed in order to be able to also, uh, to, to where the U.S. could not knock down any of the missiles that they actually send out. If it has that type of technology there, all the Iranians have to do is study it in order to be able to make their own supersonic missile uh, for an attack on Israel so they could convert what's been used in the S-300 and, and, and convert it around as a weapon instead. And therefore, Israel's Iron Dome may be not able to stop the incoming missiles. As they say in the article here, they're trying to develop uh, missiles that are, uh, that are not stoppable by Israelis. Uh, so... Clearly, uh, the, the Iranians are preparing for a war. They're showing it in their videos, already letting you know they're going to attack. They're going to do a ground invasion. Now, I like to call this the Vatican's force. And as, as much as I hate to admit this, it is definitely the Vatican and Russia is not helping the matters at all. I mean, you know, I've, I've sided with Russia in the Ukrainian conflict because clearly this is not something that they have provoked. But when it comes to Israel, Russia is definitely in the wrong by backing Iran and not only arming Iran, but also giving them the means to be able to protect themselves against the Israeli state. And Russia claims to be an ally to Israel. But in reality, they're not an ally to Israel. They're an ally to the Palestinian nation there uh, because they have made their agreements with the Palestinians. So Israel's future, where Russia is concerned, is a grave issue nonetheless. And of course, with them arming Iran and all these issues here, it appears to be that it also plays in Russia's interest for there to be an attack on the Israeli people in order for Russia to make sure that they, their oil and natural gas deal with the Palestinians can be secured. Because naturally, if Iran does do this attack, which they will in the near future, then uh, it would secure the deal that Russia already has because Iran is an ally of Russia, uh, not <laughs> in the very least to say there. So it's a major issue here, a major situation that is taking place there. 
and uh, and quite much, very much biblical, as we can see that uh, these things are uh, to definitely to to happen uh, without a doubt. There. Uh, let's move on to other news as well. Um, I'd like to uh, take you into another issue. This is something that is very alarming, and uh, again, it, it is something that that appears to be that the United States and Russia may very well end up in a major conflict in Eastern Europe. Now, we happen to be in Eastern Europe right now. We will next month be be back in Israel, Uh, but uh, we are in Eastern Europe as of right now, and the U.S. has launched the, the biggest or the largest Allied airborne drill since the Cold War ended, and this is according to Yahoo News. It's been on many news outlets already. Uh, it is a major war game that is going on in Eastern Europe right now. Uh, this is U.S. So, uh, Army soldiers take part in a joint military drill in Bulgaria. Army at Novo Siola military ground on June 25th, uh, which is kind of interesting. We're just now getting this news here, or at least that's the picture there. But it says, uh, Brussels Air Force uh, AFP, the United States said Tuesday, it has launched the biggest Allied airborne drills in Europe since the Cold War ended as a fighting involving uh, involving pro-Russian separatists escalated in eastern Ukraine. Well, it's the United States that is provoking that particular confrontation. As we showed you in the news the other day, you actually see military soldiers, U.S. military soldiers, uh, that are there in Ukraine that have been helping along the Ukrainians in this in this battle there. The U.S. has also sent in special force units uh, uh, in order to try to take back Don, uh, Donbass and uh, Luhansk uh, regions, which are a self-proclaimed uh, 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 force there. Uh, but anyway, it says nearly 5,000 soldiers from 11 NATO allies are partaking part in a four-week of a simultaneous multinational airborne operations across Germany, Italy, Bulgaria, and Romania that began in Saturday. The U.S. Army said in a statement, Swift Response 15 is the largest allied airborne training event on the continent since the end of the Cold War. According to the statement from the U.S. Army... It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.